If you're listening to this episode, I want to preface this by saying if you're currently walking an unleashed dog, you are human shit. Garbage. Garbage, Garbage dumpster human, three head, mouth breather. Ooh, yep. three go, head. Go fuck yourself. Leash your dog. It can't leash itself. An unleashed dog is not cinema. Let me let me mm-hmm. say that. Not fucking cool, man. The same people that don't <clears throat> leash their dogs also bring babies to movie theaters. Oh, true. Same vibe, same energy. This, okay, so if you... If you walk with an unleashed dog, you also don't know how to do the zipper line in traffic. Yep, the you know? highway merge. Fucking yep. assholes. Those people that just cut don't... the line think they're fucking special. It's it's me. Yeah, but me though. I'm, I'm coming coming through. It's yeah. me. Get out of the way, traffic. I'm not you. I'm me. Yeah. Not yeah. traffic. Yes. Yeah. The same people that walk their dogs off leash are the same people that burn books for fear of knowledge, like the Khmer Rouge. What? what? Are you? <laughs> What is that? What the Khmer Rouge? They're, is is they're that like, from Dune? No, they're like a political ideology in Cambodia from the seventies and eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, same thing. Yeah, totally. Every fucking week, new movies get released. How does anyone ever see these? There are too many movies. Okay, let's go. Fuck yeah. Welcome to There Are Too Many Movies, family. Okay, hey. let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> this week we watched Spencer, but before we talk about Spencer, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. I'm Chris Collins. I'm Josh. I am Alex Wilson of Alex Wilson fame. And before we talk about anything, um, please join our Patreon. We've got a pretty dope Discord. we got some merch as well, toomanymovies.com slash shop. Uh, support your local on the internet podcast. If increasingly like you- dank memes on the Discord. Dude, increasingly the most cursed Discord. <laughs> For real. One of the Yeah. <laughs> one of the best and one of the worst Discords on Shouts the internet. To Doom Guy. Yeah. I don't know how your fucking brain works. But. I don't know how you have a meme ready for every situation that happens. He's quite literally a meme arsenal. But shout out to the Discord. Join up. You get a bonus episode, some bonus content, and access to a bunch of cinephiles. What? Don't shake your head at the bonus no, content. I'm not saying dude, I'm not saying that at all. I'm shaking my head because it's like, how the fuck do you not buy that? Yeah. How the fuck do you do you pass <laughs> We might up on be that? a little biased, but have you ever had a burger? Have you ever bought a coffee? Hey man. Well, we we would very much appreciate, even though it definitely doesn't sound like we would appreciate it, we would appreciate your support. So our, Patreon. Our Patreon is sixty nine cents less nice than a Big Mac. Okay. Is that verified? Verified. So check it out. Have you ever not had Vienna sausages for like 15 years and then you burp and it tastes like Vienna sausages? No. I'm disgusting. This and more on our Patreon, five bucks a month. Anyways, we're going to talk about what we've been watching before Spencer. So who wants to kick it off? Oh, yeah, we watched Spencer this week. We did. We took a week off last week. Check out our bonus episode, Patreon preview that we we released for Blade Runner 2049. Arguably Blade Runner 2. Arguably the sequel to Blade Runner. Correct. You could argue that. You could. It's arguable. Um, Who wants to kick us off? Are uh, we doing the shit sandwich again this week? Or I think that's probably a good idea. Josh, me, Chris. You want me to start? And then, yeah, you okay, start. You I'll start. start. Um, so I want to kick this off. <clears throat> um, one of the things I watched is the Shane Gillis stand-up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've all three seen that now. Yeah. Shane Gillis of SNL fame or SNL canceled fame. Um, he... Just a little backstory. He was cast at SNL a few years ago. Three hours after announces the cast, he was. I think he was just a writer, or was he a cast? That's member? how they were going to kind of ease it in. Okay. They wasn't really sure of the role, but long story short, um, immediately fired. Immediately fired. Uh, they were like, "Oh, never mind." They can't. Uh, he said some bad stuff on a podcast. Blah blah. 
And you know, one of the he was one of the only people that to be canceled right when he got famous, like right, right when it like happened. Literally, right? Like, who's this? Oh, he's not. Yeah. Canceled. Um. Either way, he came out with a uh, stand-up special free on YouTube, live in Austin. And um, I all I want to say about it is that it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air in the sense that it's still risky, but it's what makes it okay is it's funny enough to justify the jokes where. Let's say Dave Chappelle, for example. There's a trans joke in Shane Gillis' special, but it is, it's about like, hey, if you want rights in America, get a good football team. That's, 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 the, <laughs> yeah. that's the joke where it's like desegregation happened because, like, oh, they can play These football. Guys pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, that's a funny, that's fu- it's a good premise. That like I think to what comedy? Let's right, explain. It is funny. Yeah, let me explain <laughs> comedy to every, all our comedy listeners on our comedy podcast. But what I'm point being is, it, it was ballsy of him to come out uh, from cancellation essentially with a risky special like that, with that dealt with like race and all different other stuff that was still funny, you know, Trump and all that, and and then, uh, but just overall just very funny and in comparison to Dave Chappelle's, which is just like a def- one side of a defensive argument for like an hour. It's turned into that Clapter special comedy. Yeah, you where it's like, it's like worldview shit, where it's like, hey, can you tell us a joke, Dave Chappelle? Yeah. That kind of shit where it's just like, mm. hey man, <clears throat> you could... I just wanted to that just compare, make that comparison. Like I was right. just like, I haven't watched stand-up in a while. It's been kind of stale same, for me. It's been kind of stale for me in general. No shows or when anything. So. You make comedy like we do on a weekly basis. You oh, know? yeah. There's not much room for other people's jokes. Exactly. True. Exactly. We're sort of in a in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want them to influence our comedy. No, you know no I mean? of course not. You know, we don't want to be derivative uh, yeah. comedians in any sort of way. But point being, it's a great special. <laughs> and uh, I recommend it. It's on YouTube. It's really funny. Um, I would like to point out that uh, I did see it before you, and uh, yes, I recommended it to you. Oh, that's true. And it's yeah. it's actually uh, verifiable on YouTube. You can go back to the previous episode and see that I recommended it. I give it my recommendation even without other people's. Uh, oh, so yeah. speaking of things that are verifiable on our own YouTube channel, maybe you could go back and look at our series where I recommended a show called Devs to you. Well, I had already started it Have before you, you recommended it. it. It's, but I wanted to wait for it to finish out. Oh, well. And, and you also, uh, dare I say, you didn't want to spoil your ultimate review and, you know. Sure. Right. I didn't want to disparage Alex Garlic as a writer and be like, oh, the first couple episodes are pretty good, but I'm going to wait for it to finish out. Yeah. Yeah, you this gaslighting I mean? me bit gets even funnier every week that we what do it. What are you it. talking about, Chris? The, oh, yeah, the the one where you pretend like you're the five-head cinephile pretend. that recommends. Okay, so you know what? It's really funny you bring up your recommendations. Well, I do have to say there was a poll on the Discord uh, regarding who has the biggest brain. Yeah, it's true. I'm so glad you brought that up. Voter turnout, by the way, real dog shit in that poll, I must say. I think it was no, everyone in the Discord. I, I don't it, think it was. It was accurate. Uh, I'll just say that. U- ultimately, yes, there weren't a, a ton of votes, but I did we notice got the you voted answer. for yourself. We do have the answer we expected. Uh, yeah, like a mistrial, basically. It was like no, nobody really... No. Nobody so you're really, saying you're the Kyle Rittenhouse of this podcast? That's not the comparison so I would Chris make only at all. one vote. Mm-hmm. Alex had two. No, I had four. No, no. Hmm, let me check right now with our verifiable Discord app. Yeah. So oh, Josh won. Look at him let me logging just say out that. of all the burner accounts he made to vote for himself in the Discord, by the way. Let me just say really fast that Josh won. Why are you talking to the third person? 
Well, Josh. Josh won. Has, has, a, has a big brain. Oh, uh, Josh won by one, but I will also say that uh, there's a man with sunglasses that also got two votes. A man with sunglasses? Yeah, whatever this emoji is. It's Denny V, dude. That's that's Denny V. Oh yeah, you got the biggest brain, huh? You're oh, I'm sorry. Brain. When I think of people, I don't think of them with sunglasses on. All right, well, it's, whatever. It, the visual language is too bright. Yes, good point. Sunglasses. So speaking of visual language and things, five head cinephile <clears throat> things. You know, when I started for the third time, a little sci-fi show, little Black Mirror esque uh, show that was on FX and Hulu. Scare tactics. No, starring Nick Offerman. Written by Alex Garland. Garlic. You I'm watching this. Devs again. Again? Oh, so wow. it's taking you three watches to this understand what's going time. on? time. I'm watching it for enjoyment and with my girlfriend, Darby. Shout out, Darby. Shout out, Darby. She's is it her first time watching? Yes. Nice. I'm oh, glad she took credit? I'm glad she took my recommendation. Oh, you son of a fucking bitch. I fucking got ahead of it, though. I fucking <laughs> knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I'm be literally on fire from being <laughs> gaslit for for three months. Mu- three months straight, you guys just literally pour gasoline down my mouth. You're literally on fire with all the gas from the gaslighting. Pretty much. I'm watching Devs again. Nice. You liking it? Yeah, it's pretty good, guys. That's I highly pretty, recommend it to our listeners. Pretty neat. Speaking of recommendations, right? Alex is recommending. I would recommend Devs. Ah, cool. And I now have no cool. Can't wait for your watch list. Um, I have a couple more things. Um, Untold Malice in the Palace. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Clipped. Okay, we're all deaf now. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Is yep. that the fight with Ron Artest? Fucking oh, sports documentaries with the visual language. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. It's not quite yep up a ba. It's what is it? Yet to do? What is that? What is Scooby Bop? Scooby Doo? It's Scooby Doo. Bang! Bang! That's what it is, dude. Okay. It's fucking bang! That's what it is, dude. It's a it's it's part of a documentary series on Netflix called Untold. Let's go! And but it's been told. It was untold. Have you? Do you know the story? It yeah, a man went to a basketball game, and he was like, "I gotta come." What? So he like he jerked off in the middle of the game. Nah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's not quite. Not it. quite what happened. <laughs> You're like, that was, I guess it was just a dream I, I had. My bad. <laughs> that must have been another game. Uh, anyways, uh, untold. A malice. That must in the have pa- been volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> untold malice in the palace. Uh, great little documentary. It, I guess untold is a series. I haven't watched any of the other ones. They're all sports related. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, malice in the palace is a very well made documentary series. I like that a it fight, rhymes. A fight that broke out between players and the crowd. The crowd. Yeah. Dude. I would never fight an NBA player Dude. just as a spectator. Dude. Fucking. It's nuts. Metal World Peace, who is a fucking legend. Changed his name to Metal World Peace, by the way, which is silly. Well, who would name their child Metal World Peace, for one thing? <laughs> well, okay, Ron Artest. But he fucking had a beer hurled at him. A glass bottle? Dur- no. Plastic cup. Plastic cup. Mm-hmm. During a game. During Time for some ass beatings. And <laughs> the entire team ran into the stands and beat that motherfucker's ass, dude. Yeah. It, That's some fucking McDonald's in the hood shit. It's crazy. No, it's spoilers because it's, it's just spoilers for this, but the whole story is basically about how they formed a dream team. And this it was Indiana Colts? Nope. Right? Pacers. 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 Colts are up over the football, right? The Indi- Indianapolis Colts. I was close. Is it the Montreal Expos? 
Whatever. All right. Doesn't matter. Keep so, going. So basically, they had a dream team, but they were like some spicy guys, and they were like, like they got they <laughs> got they're ready to fuck some shit up. They were no, some yeah, spicy boys. They, Hard they, motherfuckers. They played you know rough basketball, tough. Get handed knives at the airport and shit. Yeah, they, you know? yeah, yeah. They, they were hard. Yeah, they were. That's a deep cut reference to the movie. Uh, What's that called again? Fucking Dark Knight. The no, long what? dark. The long dark. <laughs> no. The yeah, long dark night. It's not the long dark. Uh, that's not the movie you're Black Mask. Hold the dark. Hold the dark. Anyways, point being, uh, there was already a fight almost breaking out. And they were on the way to win that game and probably go on to win the whole series and like get a championship. And then a fight like kind of broke out on the court. And then someone was having bad sportsmanship laying down, and then someone rolled a beer. Laying him. down. It's just watch the doc. It's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he was just like, ha ha, like laying down. And then he someone threw a beer at him, and the dude immediately hopped in the stands and started fighting. And then and then players were like, I gotta get my boys back, so they got hop in there. And that so guy is di- diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Yeah, the, the it's all that, good thing he's being given millions of dollars in the license to not run, it, run at people. That some idiot threw a beer at him. It, he's not. He's not Wasn't he exercising bad sportsmanship, like you just said, which gives someone the right to throw a beer at you? No, I don't think that gives someone the right to throw a beer at you. Mm, it's in the Geneva Convention. I, I so you've read that? Yeah, we had to read it for school. What school did you go to, dude? Fucking badass motherfuckers high school. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Untold Malice in the Palace is pretty good. It's fucking great. It's a great little documentary. One of the best visual languages in a sports documentary you will ever see. Like, it's it really is shot good. beautifully. It's really good. Um, the very last thing I want to talk about is that I went and saw Dune again in IMAX for the second time. Ooh. Here's the kicker, man. Uh-oh. Uh, not one. Not two. But three babies were brought in to do no way. Swear to God. Well, what did the babies think of the movie then? Oh, it was Dada, Daddy. Every every lull, every every time the music was quiet enough to hear, we would hear a whine, a cry. Jesus, uh, fucking someone Christ. talking like when the bug, you know how the bug spoils for Dune uh, when the bug drills into his apartment or whatever, yeah. his apartment, whatever, <laughs> his loft. Yeah. His 500 <laughs> square foot stone castle. Yeah. Um, when that assassin bug comes in and it's quiet as fuck, you heard, uh oh, buggy. Oh, my God. Jesus. Fuck. Everyone in the theater was like, oh, like it was like, like the whole dude. theater was collectively groaning and looking at each other. I feel like you have the right to go. Hey, fuck your kid. Dude, I was so close, but I was like with a bunch of people, and I was like, "What's that gonna do? Am I gonna get in a fight over Dune?" That's like, what, what? Look, what if there's it? anything to get in a fight over, oh, is Dune. That's a good point. It, and basketball. It was, it was just absolutely mind blowing to the point, like what you were talking about earlier. The same people that un- don't leash their dogs are the same people that would just imagine bringing three babies to Dune IMAX and sitting basically fifth row. The whole theater can hear this. They. I was so blood red mad. I had steam coming out of my ears basically the whole movie. Right. And it was like they they brought the kid they walked the kids out maybe once or twice throughout the movie, but literally the entire movie. They and then I, like I so badly wanted to be like, you know this is on HBO Max, you fucking assholes, right? I can't you, afford HBO Max. How did you think this was gonna go, by God. the way? Three babies of different age, newborn, two and three. And then she also had a bun in the oven. So it was like how like Can I mean, you quit fucking for a second? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> one came loads, dude. <laughs> dude. Maybe one was born during the movie. Who fucking knows? Yeah, I swear Jesus they Christ. were multiplying. They Jesus. were getting like louder and spe- like it That's the thing about those people. They breed. Damn breeders. It's the worst. Man. Was she the one that was wearing that shirt that said jizz magnet that you told about? I, 
What? You told me about a woman wearing that again, shirt I think at that's Dune. A dr- I think that's a dream you had again. You're having a lot of crazy dreams. Weird, I have. Weird dreams. Dude, I would want to go up to that family and just upend a bu- bucket of popcorn on their kids' head. Dude, it was... Fucking, <laughs> like fucking... Like, it was, Turn it them was, into the lampshade guy from Fat Albert. Yes. <laughs> it was egregious, man. Where It was just like, how did you, how are you just sitting here not taking that kid out? It it was and by the way, Dune's fucking loud. That that kid that kid's gonna have real fucking therapy sessions. Like, ah, oh, I have anxiety. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because you were pumped full of IMAX Dolby Digital when you were six months of age. Right. Like just fucking <laughs> fucking high shalud three pixels away from his fucking nose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so yeah, I was I'm getting mad again about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. But, of course. But like it was unbelievable. Chris, you get mad. And here's the thing. The fucking cowards. They left before the movie was over because they knew everyone in that theater was going to fucking just stink eye the fuck out of them like on the way out like or, or confrontation of some yeah. kind. Right. So they stayed for 90% of the movie and then left. Jesus fuck. It's sorry. like they were plants to ruin everyone's <laughs> night. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, it was just like... If you have a child, don't go to the goddamn movies. Well, yeah, it's that's, just facts. They should just kick them down the escalator. How did as you... soon as they get up to the escalator, all the mm-hmm. way to the top, just boop, kick them down the up escalator. Yeah. But you know, I wasn't at Alamo. It was Cinemark, so it's like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Throw at a whole family? Because I like, yeah, do that. They can't. They're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, Alamo though. Alamo probably would. Alamo would for sure. They have kids showings yeah. where your kid can be loud and shit. Yeah, and, and run around the aisles and shit. Yeah. The kids were doing that. Like they were like I was like, is that a loose child? Like <laughs> I was just like, I did not enjoy it quite. For Dune. For Dune, dude. There are so many kids' movies out. Clifford the Big Red Dog dude, is out. That's a fire movie, by the way. Yeah. It is. Yep. So uh I mean I it's I sound like such an old crotchety motherfucking. No, fuck that. But, fuck no, a child. fuck those people one hundred percent. But it's it's one of those things that's so obvious, it's it is amazing i'm even having to say it out loud right into a yeah. microphone on a podcast where it's like you did that you brought your child to it it's I'll, like bringing I'll, a bomb like a comical bomb to yeah. an airport and being like why can't i have this exactly yeah. like yeah. Like, like, a, like a old batman style bomb <laughs> yeah. that's like got a rope fuse yeah <laughs> it's like, and like yeah you you're not getting on this plane he's like why not it's mine it's but my it's- bomb <laughs> Anyways, uh, fuck those people. They can get fucked. Uh, I they ruined my fucking second of viewing. Of and they viewing. made more of themselves. I know. Yeah. They're yeah. just multiplying. Yeah, it sounds like a really sociopathic thing to say, but isn't it weird that anybody can fucking breed? That's kind of weird, huh? Shout and, out China. Sh- okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you said <laughs> uh, me. I said no. it's Chris. He endorses that thought. Anyways, uh, I'll probably edit some of that out. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for you? Uh, yeah, I guess. Alex, what would you watch? Alex Wilson. I watched several things. Uh, not go. Eternals, I will say that. Yep, yep. Fuck Eternals. Can't wait to never see Eternals. Yeah. Um, I watched Don't Breathe 2. Don't Breathe 2? Yes. Did you skip one? No, I saw that a while ago because I'm a big brain, large brained individual that of course. saw oh, that when it came out. Dude, that's is, right. Is, uh, is our uh, Jane Levy, is she in um, Don't Breathe 2? No. And also, oh. I misspoke the last episode. I thought this was directed by Fede Alvarez. It's just written by him. It's directed uh, by some other dude. Oh. And you can really tell because the vibe is not the same. Oh. It's still all right, but Don't Breathe One is something special. Whereas don't, don't what? Don't Breathe One, sorry. You're right. Uh, yeah. Is something special. And Don't Breathe Two is okay. Mids. It's mid, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Did you see 
The sequel? <clears throat> I never saw Dumb Brief 2. Okay. Um, I would give it a dad recommend. Uh, it's a dad movie? Your dad, dad would love it. Okay. Um, it's so, just one of those movies that didn't need a sequel, man. Yeah. Don't, don't no, breathe. It's just like... First one is great. We just one and done this shit. Perfect you know? standalone film. Exactly. So what is the carryover? Is it, is it Stephen Lang again? Yes. Uh, and he... More people break into his house? Yes. He, oh, bad luck. He's essentially... He's raising some girl that he, like, illegally ad- adopted... And he's teaching her how to like avoid bad guys or some shit, okay. as if that would be something a normal person would need to know. So is he like the protagonist? Yes, again. What? Oh, again? I mean, I rooted for him in the first one. But you he rooted was... for the rapist. He's not a rapist. He's just a Vietnam dude. He's, uh, no, he's definitely a rapist in the first one. Oh damn! It's been a while. Did you miss that? <laughs> I did. Missed that part? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> anything you want me to edit? Anything you want me to edit out of the last few minutes? I don't think you should ever edit anything anybody says ever. Okay. Because well, just for my sake, will you just say that the what was his name? Stephen Lang. Lang. Say he's the bad guy. Ready? Stephen Lang was the bad guy. Okay, I'll edit that in earlier. Right. To where you were just saying Stephen Lang was the protagonist. Don't, don't forget it the serial time, killer, blind rapist. I'll let that in earlier. So well, he was getting s- his house broken into. He's also a war hero. Not a good look, I, I must say, defending a, a rapist serial killer. Chris, just don't forget it this time, all right, man? I won't. What may, why, does, why do you keep saying, I'll forget it? Like, what may, how could I possibly forget? He never does, that's I true. Never, I never uh, forget. There's been a couple times where I'm like, hey, man, could you please not you know, share my home address? Yeah. You know? Chris is the elephant of editors. He never forgets. I... I'll edit all this out too. Like no one cool. will hear this part. We'll just get right back to where. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. You're, so nice. Well, you just want to pick it up where you were not defending a rapist. Ready? Three, two. Don't breathe two. Not as good as the first. All right. Good job. Curb your enthusiasm is back. Yeah. Nice. Fucking funny as shit. It's eleven season in seasons in, and I'm still fucking digging it. The writing is just. It's top tier writing but it's, like not even writing though is it aren't they just improving the whole fucking time the general story points are there and you can tell that they're just riffing the entire that's show so there's comedic it's geniuses fucking awesome, yeah. that's dude. fucking amazing yeah but the overall premises of just like oh he was rude to this person and then that person is later on in the episode someone's wife these impossible ser- scenarios yeah. where yeah. it's just like what you know like yeah what are you talking about it's and, way better than seinfeld dude. oh, yeah. oh agreed it's like it, like Mild. seinfeld still has really solid writing some of the best like daytime sitcom writing there is right but curb is just on another level because they get to say and do whatever they want it's hbo yeah, right it's great and they saved a guy from going to prison for the rest of his life true that's what an awesome mean? doc have you, you not seen, seen that no oh, dude what? it's a documentary on netflix called long shot and it is only about 45 minutes long yeah an entire documentary series where spoiler 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 you probably won't watch i won't it. watch it um this man was arrested and charged with the murder of a woman, uh, a witness in a case. What does this have to do with Curb? He denied it and was like, no, I took my daughter to a baseball game. They somehow got footage from an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry David walks right past the guy and his daughter. Oh, so, so it exonerated him. Exonerated yes. him like alibi confirmed. Yep. Yeah. They had well, no- how long was he at the baseball game? Good point. He could have snuck out with his daughter. 
<laughs> murdered her. It, <laughs> I think it happened at literally the exact same time that they okay. were thinking. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, let's check out the time code." But like the, the the shot that they have of Larry David walking past them was like, it like one in a million thing. That's that's it's pretty awesome. Pretty it, incredible. It's the the doc unfolds. It's perfect and it long shot. Like less that. less fine. than an hour long for a documentary yeah. series from Netflix that could. You know, spend three or four years on it. You know, here's the thing: is I'm glad they had the decency to get in, get out, and not milk it for three seasons or nope. whatever they do. Forty five minute doc. It's like it's like a four part series, each with a cliffhanger. It's like, what was he? But what if Larry David was the killer? And it's like, yeah. and it's like wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then the next episode, it, it was like, hey, sorry about insinuating that Larry David was the killer. At Definitely the end of not the him. Definitely wasn't him. Yeah. But first yeah. thing in the episode. Yeah, but now that you're here, here's another. Like, yeah. I fucking hate that format. Yeah. The worst. Anyway, the, the episode, by the way, that they were filming is one of my favorites. It's the the HOV lane where he picks up a prostitute so that he can drive in the HOV lane. Yes, and he takes her to a Dodgers game. That's the that's that episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's great. Great show. Anything else, Alex? Um, yes, several other things. Great. Here we go. Shout out. What is now for the. For the f- cinephiles that are listening to this the people that care about movies and want do the 30 second skip yeah just keep and hit the 15 second skip button until you don't hear his voice and then here we are you know you'll never stop hearing my voice let's get these out all right shout out to what is now in my top two pixar movies coco i rewatched it Okay. Fucking excellent movie. Yeah. I will say the last five minutes of Coco will make you cry harder than the first five minutes of Up. Wow. It okay. is really, really good. That's a big recommendation. Which one is that about again? It's about a little Mexican boy who aspires to play guitar and he goes to the realm of the dead. Oh. You know, me, I should not comment on this. Like, I, don't, I don't like Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> No, I know what you're gonna get into, but you, you can't. You know, do you know that? When yeah. I'm, okay. Can't get into it. You know what's strange is that Coco is strikingly similar to a film called uh, Book of the Dead that uh, Guillermo del Toro wrote. Uh, is it also an animated movie? Not Guillermo del Toro. Oh, it's I not? haven't heard of that. Who is it, Chris? It's called the Book of Life. By the way. Book of Life. Oh, Book of Life is shit. <laughs> Isn't that the one where it starts out with like 30 minutes of like space shots or something? I don't know. Written by Jorge Gutierrez. Sounds pretty Mexican to me. I mean, yeah. Written and directed by him. It's a good dude. Good movie. <laughs> good dude. Save face right now. He's a great guy. Just, I'm just saying, check out Book of Life and check out the release dates and then check out Coco and check out the release dates. That's all you could say legally. Go on. Hmm. hmm. Anything Interesting. else? Anything? <laughs> so how long does it take to make a Pixar movie? <laughs> hey, you have to ask Long Pixar. Um, if they don't delete it uh, uh, by accident, then get it saved by oh. a pregnant woman who had it backed up on her laptop who was working from home. Nice. Shout out to Toy Story 2. Yeah. Shout out to working from home. <laughs> Dude, for real. <laughs> Shout out to work from home. The only reason I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Uh, I watched three Christmas-themed <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> you good? Yeah. That's two episodes now. You've choked on liquid. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome uh, back welcome back to Josh Struggles to Drink with yeah. your host Josh. Yes. Uh I'm Love sorry. Hard, Just Friends and Four Christmases. All three pretty solid Christmas themed rom coms. All three. What? Love Hard. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Not that good. It's the worst of the bunch. Just Friends, arguably the last funny thing Ryan Reynolds has done. Uh, good movie. Arguably. What about Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> you could argue that. Uh yeah, yeah. You could argue Deadpool's pretty good. What was the third one? Uh, four Christmases. 
Okay. Oh, with my girl Reese Witherspoon. Yo, and dude. Vince Vaughn. Shouts to Reese, man. America's sweetheart, great actress. Shouts to the morning show. She's great on that. Nice. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> uh, I also watched As Good as It Gets, and I gotta say, it's as good as it gets. <laughs> I hate you so much. Have you uh, seen that movie? Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's yeah. fucking great. It was really good. Jack Nicholson is just a fucking magnet of charisma, man. The obligation of doing his impression. He's such an incredibly ugly man, but he's like, this is the main love interest for this rom com. Yeah, and he does the fucking Jack Torrance face. He literally goes like (laughs) in the restaurant. Yeah, I remember. I'll never forget one of my favorite uh, Jack Nicholson moments was. Uh, I don't know, maybe like 2008, 2009 Oscars or something, right? He it keeps cutting to him in the audience, and he's got like these red shades on that, like these little like artsy pupil shades that you can only see just like, ah, you yeah. know, like. And so it, you see him in the background of a lot of shots, just being Jack Nicholson, like three hairs like hanging on, <laughs> right here, and they're slicked back, and he's got he's eating a whole sandwich and smoking a cigarette. And he's got the 20, fucking Homer Simpson hair. Dude. Yeah. yeah, and he's dating a 25 year old, of course. And but then. He was at some point. He was introducing the next award or next speaker or something. And when he walked up to the microphone, there was just a long pause. There, the music cut out, and there's a long pause, and he just went. That's my favorite moment. Yeah, that was it. He just went. And everyone, and like, everybody went. Oh, it's Jack! Like yeah. you could hear everyone like smile. You could hear the whole audience smile. That's like, so cool. It was just like, there's Jack. There he is. There's, he just went. And, like everybody kind of went ah there he is fucking living there legend. was just like this moment i'm gonna try and find it on youtube after this to no avail i guarantee <laughs> it but it was one of my favorite things ever nice so how's that bullshit rom-com treating you excellent <laughs> i love it makes me happy what made you watch four of them besides a three head and a lack of cinematic taste i have a smart brain Whoop, i okay. like right. smart things yeah so the opposite one i just said i can play Violent Femmes on guitar. Mm. What? Which is not that hard, but I can do it. You play what? Blister in the Sun by Violent Femmes. Okay, it's a deep cut for, I guess, guitar heads. I have no idea. Not even guitar heads. It's just a good song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's all. What made you watch those? I don't know. I have a girlfriend. Cool. That's probably it. You enjoyed it, though? Yeah. I I, I like uh, taking the reins off and be like, yeah, choose something. Choose something. Okay. Love Hard was not that great, though, I will say. It is filled to the brim with Christmas rom-com cliches. What is your favorite rom-com? S-tier rom-com. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Yeah, Taking the reins and letting them pick is always risky because I'll be like... Here's Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Here's Devs. And then and she's like, like, okay, here's you Disney don't Channel original you. movie, Twitches. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Darby. Is that the um, Twin Witches movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's Xenon, girl of the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I don't not enjoy those because they're kind of fun. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Classic. Shout out those. I don't Cadet not, Kelly? I don't not enjoy Kelly. those. Yo, like, Cadet I, Kelly fucks. Yeah. Don't the, look under the bed. You know what I've been wanting to watch recently? Smart House. It's been Dude. In the, it's been Dude. in the back of my head. Katie Seagal, I think bro. I rewatched that like two or three years ago. Fire. Dude, Katie Seagal. Is that... Um, AKA is, Gemma. Is that the, the woman that plays Smart House? Yes. Fuck yeah. Great actress. Great actress. Um, I will say... Married with children? Come on, man. They should make a movie called Dumb House, and it's the same concept, but she just fucks everything up. <laughs> She's just really a fun. dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, so it's Alexa. Hey, Alexa. <laughs> cancel this podcast. 
idiot. <laughs> yeah, she's like Ultron's right. taking notes right now. <laughs> uh, anyways, Disney Channel original movies aren't terrible. I just was sleepy. You know, y'all, dude. Do y'all remember? Uh, oh fuck, I can't even remember the name. It was a spooky, scary about uh, an imaginary friend who was like possessed. It might be. Don't look under the bed, Casper. Was it Don't Look Under the Bed? Where, where it was the boogeyman? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, dude. That, I loved that, that movie. That one is hard, dude. That's a hard Disney movie. I haven't seen that one. Shout Actually, that. like, pretty Wait. good acting from the kid yeah. that plays the boogeyman. Fuck yeah, dude. Nice. I'm looking it up. Look it up right mm-hmm. now, Chris. Alexa, Watch the whole thing right now. Alexa, what was Don't Look Under the Bed? Yep, that's it, dude. There were no that movie was hard. I have seen dude, that. That, that movie's fucking awesome. That, yeah, that kid. Alexa, shut up. That movie was hard, dude. Yeah, I remember this. Shouts I remember this. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude. dude. The makeup scared the shit so out of me. felt so bad for him, too. Yeah. Are you going to watch Sneakerella? This fucking trailer, dude. Well, so for the did folks you watch it? For the visual listeners, yes, I did. For the visual listeners, what's Sneakerella? Sneakerella is a new Disney Channel film, an original. An OG. Uh, they took a spin on the old tale of Cinderella, but it is now a boy. And he's a sneaker designer, and it's called Sneakerella, dude. Genius. Yep. yep. Right? Yeah, he's going to lose his sneaker at the ball. Yes. You know what's funny about this is <clears throat> it has Disney Channel original movie vibes, but it's now just on Disney Plus like it's its own movie, and it's not. Like it, yeah. Like it's, like, it's like being named Paris, Texas, but it's it's not Paris, France, right. where it's like, hey, you just put a Disney movie on Disney Plus, and it's got this... B movie knockoff brand like Walmart bin yep. type of vibe to it, but it's just floating on there like it's a real movie. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. it should Some be in its Beverly own category. You're, you're not a real shit. movie. Yeah. yeah, you're not real, motherfucker. It should have like a little mark on it, like where it's like it's just like a little like a, the this not is one real of those mark. low budget it, knockoffs. It, it, it needs the fucking orange VHS. Yeah, situation. It's Dude, a colored VHS. The Airbud VHS. Oh, yes. bro, what color was that? I think it was blue or orange. Nickelodeon, dude. Shout out to. Shout out to Nickelodeon orange yeah. VHS tapes, dude. You know what I loved? Not the cardboard sleeves, but the plastic ones. Yeah. yeah. It felt like you were opening a chest or something. Every single time we went to watch a movie, dude, it was satisfying to hold it and put it away. Oh, bro. I've been thinking about getting a VHS collection just for the shelf value. Oh, dude, absolutely. Five head cinephile shit. Dude, get fucking Beetleborgs on VHS. <laughs> bro. Get Transformers bro. Beast Wars. Bro. Shit. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, all the millennials out there are just like, we're, we're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for the millennials. New favorite podcast. Gen Z tuning the fuck out and going oh, back to TikTok off. right now. Yeah, fuck off with your They're like, where's my twerking cum swapping bitches on TikTok? <laughs> By the way, follow us on TikTok. Uh, Do that. <laughs> anyways. Um, I got a watch list. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, you done? I am done. All right. Uh, Two hours into the show. Sorry, yeah. Um, okay, guys. I watched a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime. Sorry, what'd you say? A documentary. Documentary. So it's on Amazon Prime, uh, and it's about a famous uh, musical artist by the name of uh, Kid Cudi. Mm. Is it, he a child? No. Oh, is it, what's it called? Uh, fuck, I kind of forgot. A guy named something? A guy named Scott. Alexa, what's Scott. the new kid name? Well, his name is Scott. Alexa, oh, really? Alexa, what's the new Kid Cudi documentary called? She should know. God. Wrong one. So so for the folks at home listening, uh, the the... Alexa in my bathroom just triggered. Alexa, what is the Kid Cudi documentary called? Sorry, I don't have an okay. answer for that. All right, cool. <clears throat> Isn't it on Prime? You just said. Yeah, it's on. Prime. Can they not get their shit together at Amazon? A man named Scott. 
My name's Scott. It, dude, it's fucking tremendous. And I really have to shout out the editing of this documentary. It is a- actually fucking brilliant how they edit this. And uh, incorporating the songs and like editing to the songs that they're talking about. And like having different interviewers like... Like they're sing, they're speaking the lyrics with the song. Oh, it's cool. fucking. It is really cool. It's like a hip hop editor <clears throat> doing nice. it. That's it's like cool. it's produced in that way. Fuck yeah! It's like this is like fucking new and has vibey. All the interviews are fucking badass. Of course, they interview Kanye West, but they have like Shia LaBeouf, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is on it, dude. <clears throat> uh, Timothy Chalamet read a poem at the beginning of one of his festivals. Yeah. That's probably in the documentary, dude. Um. Uh, <laughs> Schoolboy Q's in it. Yeah. Dude, fucking across the board. One of the best music documentaries you've ever Can I just say, Timothy, Timothy, call me back. <laughs> Timothy. Actually, can we give Timothy a call real quick? Let's see if he'll answer. All right. I never it. does. He never does, but... Oh, uh, fuck. Hold on. He's busy fucking. He's busy being in 10 movies this year. True. All right. Of course not. Yep. Every, every time. One Sorry. day he'll answer my calls. And yeah. only one day. And you'll never see me again. Hell yeah, dude. It'll be I, me, it'll be me and him you. and some peaches in Italy, baby. Oh, all right. You're about I to am be the a... peach. <laughs> <laughs> I am the peach. Anyways. Uh, anyways, the, the Kid Cudi documentary is fucking awesome. So fucking badass. And it got me into listening to uh, Kid Cudi, which I have not done before. I, honestly, like whenever those albums were coming out, uh, obviously I was kind of listening to metal sort of exclusively. Uh, and then whenever it's like, oh yeah, it's time to check out Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon Part 2 was out, and I was like, there's a sequel to his first play. Like, this is too cinematic for me, dude. I just, <laughs> just want to listen to you know an album. Yeah. But uh, it's actually <clears throat> fucking tremendous, man. His music he, is really, really he awesome. Was, he really changed hip-hop with those two albums. Absolutely. Like, singing singy hip-hop. His melodies, dude. Yeah. Untouchable. Yeah. And. He's very vulnerable in all of his lyrics. He's fucking sad boy. Exactly. You know? Sad stoners. Yeah, dude. I, I love it, man. So it's like very vibey. So huge recommend for that documentary. It's great. Yeah. And uh, I also watched a HBO original uh, series. HBO Go Max Plus original. Pro. I did watch it on HBO Go Max Plus, but uh, it's called Mrs. Fletcher. Starring Catherine Han, dude. Catherine Han. Who's Crap. up? Catherine Han is from <sighs> Step Brothers. Okay. The mom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's fucking hilarious and everything. Uh, and, and she's a good dramatic actress as well. It's a series? It is a series. So she is a mom, ma'am, who is now an empty nester. Her, her son goes to college for the first time. And she, <clears throat> after 10 years of being divorced, is like trying to get back out there and like you know start sleeping around a little bit. You know what I mean? Like finding herself again. And it starts with like a porn addiction, and then it leads to like one night stands and okay. uh, like threesomes. Get a little second wind. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Pretty cool show. I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> it's actually a really, really, really cool show. Uh, her son is a fucking dickhead douchebag, but that just means he's a great actor. Like you hate yeah, his character. Totally. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but. Only one season. It came out in 2019. Okay. And then no updates on a second season. How'd you find Damn. it? I was just randomly on uh, HBO Go. You guys. Go Max just, Plus. Just front, on the frontier, just going, I'll check this out. How do you do it? Well, I saw Catherine Han. Okay. Mm-hmm. I had to click. I'm just I was like, like, all right, I'll check this out. She was in Four Christmases, by the way. She was the mother in that. Nice. She's so good, man. Typecasted. She's a fucking tremendous actress, she's, too. She's funny as shit, also in Curb. 
she's funny shit, and she like the way she adapts to different roles. She can play serious and comedic effortlessly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. dude. You love to see it. Uh, so shouts to that. <clears throat> Big recommend. Big recommend. Do you finish it all? Yeah, I mean, but that's it. It was only seven episodes, and nice. That's Does it. it leave itself open for? Dude, it is very, very cliffhangery, and then it just ends. <laughs> Damn. And I'm like, what? No updates on a second season as of yet. I would love to produce a TV series just so I can literally end the finale with somebody hanging out on a cliff. <laughs> the that night be... of, you motherfucker, dude. Write some more episodes. <laughs> yeah. The night of? Yeah, it was a great show. That's the best one season of a show of all time. And that... they were like, ah, we're done now. <laughs> that checks all the, the fuck. It's, it, it's kind of a one and done though, right? No, dude. It's... I don't remember the ending for dude, spoiler. Don't spoil it if someone's going to How does it, it end? You can tell me. Cover it checks all the boxes for you. It's like political a little bit. It's also crime. It's also jury. It's yes. like trial. It checks all the boxes for you. Woo, dude. Shout out to... Um, Michael K. Williams is in that. Yeah. Big Dick Energy? Yes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, uh, he's the subtle beast, right? That's where no, I first no, no, saw no. him. No, no, no. That's... that's uh, I always forget his fucking name. I always know it. Alexa, before we do what, the is, show. what is the cast of the Knights the Night of? This isn't gonna work. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know that. Sorry. You know, they don't already bitch. gave up before you finished yeah, the question. It doesn't matter. Bill Camp. Thank you. Yes. There we go. Subtle That's beast a, himself. That dude. was the first show I saw him in. I was like, yep. Dude, perfect detective. I want that detective Who's in every guy? show. Who's the main guy? I can't think of his name right now. Sound of Metal. Oh, oh Riz Ahmed. Riz Thank Ahmed. you. Riz Ahmed. Yeah. He fucking murders that so show. So good. His parents, it's it's so heartbreaking. Oh, dude. That show, Pound for Pound, is Check like, out the night of. It's one fucking season, it's and it's depressing, amazing. dude. Yep. It's great, though. Great God show. damn it. It's so about good. a guy. Uh, well, you'll check it out. It's check about a guy. It <laughs> it's about a guy. It's about a fella. It's about a guy and a fella. <laughs> I also tried to watch Barry Lyndon to prepare for this episode, and I just could not do it. You yeah, just man. weren't big, feeling it. Big snooze, <laughs> snooze yeah. fest. Shit, dude. Hey, you know what kind of rubs me the wrong way? What? People that pretend to like shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Citizen Kane is the good movie. I will say that. I'm not saying people can't like it. No, no, no. But I, but do I don't not, like you if you do. I don't like classics being grandfathered in as good just because they're old. Yeah. And that's, dude, that's your favorite director. And My you're like, director. that shit's boring as that shit. That shit's boring as fuck. So is, well, uh, Barry Lyndon is just boring. Lolita's boring and problematic. It's cancelable today. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then just Barry Lyndon is just a fucking... St- of a fucking movie, it man. is snoozy. It has Magoo. a couple shots that are like, "Damn, that's Cooper." That's yeah. beautiful. Of course, the like, camera work is fucking flawless. The lighting, cinematography, it's great. But I could not finish it. I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" Did dude. you even know what was happening? Yeah. I tried to watch that, and I was just like, "Dude, what?" It's like Kinda. the informant, where you know there's a story there, but you're just like, "Dude, that movie is fucking depressingly boring." Yeah, dude, I saw that in theaters, and when it ended, I was like. What the fuck did I just watch? I don't know anything that just happened. What was I re- that? I remember uh, Matt Damon as an informant. The informant's bad. Yeah, <laughs> informant's not good. It's not a good movie. So boring. Yeah. Um. So what, what were what were you comparing it to? Barry Lyndon. Barry I was Lyndon. just saying, like, it, you tried to watch it. I tried because because of just royalty. Well, let's get into it. Are we ready? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into the movie Spencer. <laughs> Starring Kristen Stewart, directed by Pablo Lorraine. 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 Gentlemen. That's how you're supposed to say it, by the way. Lorraine. Lorraine. Thoughts? <sighs> Beautiful. All right. Let me let me say this now. For a movie that <clears throat> it is my favorite movie of the year that does not have special effects. 
Okay. It's a very odd subcategory, but I totally You see what I'm saying? Like, just cinematography, story-wise. Grounded completely in our reality. Yeah. Just a human story. It It is my favorite film that is not, like, you know... Dune. <laughs> you know Wait, what I mean? There's VFX in Dune? A little bit. Kinda. You're telling me it's it's a mostly practical. It's not really noticeable to be honest with you. Yeah, very minimal. But the the big worm that was Big Wormy Boy, that's uh his name is uh Daniel Day Lewis. Yes. He the method he, acted. He gained sixteen thousand pounds. All in his asshole to play Shihalud. Yes. Grew out his Hi asshole Shalud. hair. To play High Shalud. Yes. To play High Shalud himself. Yeah. Uh no, but I, I I fucking love Spencer. It was great. It's about Princess Diana, but Spencer wasn't in it at all. Yeah, I didn't see a guy named Spencer at all. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, and our letterbox review reflects that. I mean, we, we spoke up about that. Obviously. I, I was screaming that in the movie theater. Yeah, who the fuck is Spencer? Yeah. Same, I was too. Yeah, big time. I'll be honest, unironically, I know this is a comedy podcast and we joke around here, but I'm going to be dead fucking serious for one second, guys. Okay. The whole movie, I was like, "Who is Spencer?" Dude, same for real. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, the whole movie. <laughs> Wait, you're dead serious? Dead serious. And then at the end, she was like, uh, "Like, um, like, oh, what's the order in?" She put the order in yeah. for Kentucky Fried Chicken and said, uh, "Put the order under Spencer." And I was like, "Oh, it must have just been like an alias she used when she was going to McDonald's." Like, I thought like that was like her. Uh, I think it's her maiden name, right? For the visual Fuck, listeners, dude. Yeah. Josh is just shocked out of his mind right Are now. you fucking serious? I had no idea. What do you think her last name was? Diana? Diana, Diana. First name Princess. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think she... It was Princess Diana. First name Princess, last name Diana. Oh, my God. Obviously. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. That's so I stupid. That's Dude, such I, a stupid thing to you, think. You were, like, physically regrouping after what I just said. Like, yes. I guess every time you hear... Anytime you hear something so dumb, you have, I just, like... I like I just rebooted Josh. Yeah, control all the way in my fucking brain. I just like no, I had no idea who Spencer was. Oh, so her name was Diana Spencer? Yes. I think so. What was her middle name? If you know Mr. Know It All. Michelle. For real? No, it's not. You just made that up. I watched every, you make it up. Every <laughs> every white woman's middle name is Michelle. Alexa, what was Princess Diana's full name? Princess Diana's birth name was Diana Francis Spencer. Damn. And she was uh, born on July. Francis was gonna be your second guess, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Frankie, they called her. Diana Frankie. Frankie! <laughs> yeah. If she was an Italian woman, her name would be Frankie. Frankie. Yeah. Uh, this movie was beautiful, man. It's a great movie. Yeah. Shot on 16 millimeter. What? Oh. 16? 16? No. Couldn't tell. It doesn't look like God. it. Swear to God. Not 16. Swear- yep. Yes. It had this, to be 35. Nope. Dude. Cinematographer Claire Mathalon says, it evokes the ghostliness on the level of image. Uh, the grain equates to timelessness. Brings a level of, of intimacy that 35 and digital just do not allow. Holy hmm. shit. Texture, lo-fi, retro. It's a 90s movie, baby. Bruh. Yes. Just capturing that 90s aesthetic. Isn't that fucking awesome, That's dude? Yeah. I, I saw that. That fucking gives me the hardest. That's a fucking cinephile five head moment. Film grain, man. Go to film school, by the way. You put film grain, I'm going to nut. I nut, yeah. Film grain is an instant nut for yeah. me. Digital film grain? Eh, it's a, nah. It's a Fuck ba- that. It's a, I need fuzz, bro. Yeah. Give me the fuzz. I need it to look like you filmed it through cotton balls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> want that analog fucking lo-fi film grain, baby. Mathlon kept warm lights on in the home and had fireplaces burning as in as many scenes as possible because they wanted 
the warm texture of this film. Love mm. that. I bet that showed through in the 16 mil too. Like even just like in the. Oh, absolutely. And it, it uh, harkens back to what we were talking about with Barry Lyndon. Heavily influenced this film. Barry Lyndon did. Oh shit. Pablo Lorraine's one of his favorite movies is Barry Lyndon. <laughs> like Sounds we like talking. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like we were just talking about. That's one yeah, of his favorite Kubrick films. Okay. I mean, Okay, but In, influence wise, I can get it. Narrative wise, yeah. no, fuck that. No, that's yeah, a snoozy boy. Yeah, but okay. But I think as a five head big brain director, you, you, like there are probably times where you look past the dialogue and story altogether to be like, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just yeah. the way it looks, because undeniably Barry Lyndon is beautiful. Yeah, of course. The way it was lit and everything, like we were just Absolutely. talking about. And the camera work is fucking fantastic, but that is a snoozy, bullshit, farty, you know, yep. shit, shit on my dick. Yeah, and that's a, that's a technical term, right? Yeah, that from film school. Go to film school, by the way. You'll learn. You'll learn how they fart on dicks. There's Criterion Collection. There's Summer Fun, Top Down Convertible Fun Times. Right, and four there's three, four three, four three, and then there's. Poopy shit on my dick, snoozy fests, bore. And then the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's... That's the very bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's like, they say that to you, like... That's a like, recess. Yeah, they, they say that to, Yeah, <laughs> they say that to you, like, on the way out. You're, like, getting your diploma going off the stage. You're like, oh, by the way, there's a Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they're like, oh, right. okay. All right, yeah, fine. Like, Fuck off. All right, whatever. Thanos was kind of cool, and then everything else sucks dicks. Yeah, they're like, it'll pay your bills, but, you know, just keep going. Right. Do one of those every five years to yeah. co- collect the fucking bag and then go do something artful. Yeah. Anyways. Shouts uh, to Chloe Zhao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, who won an Oscar last year for, for Nomadland. For Nomadland. Shout out Nomadland. Great movie. And then she got the bag real quick. Yeah. And then she hopped on over to Disney and got a bag. And she got As the, she should. She's like, ah, oh, that was fun, but I'd like to buy several houses. Yeah. I'd like to pull a Chris Nolan and buy my own estate. Yeah. I yeah. would Four I would, of them. Bong Joon Ho directing Batmite next, dude. Yeah, like I would like to real quick just spend six months of my life to be set forever. Let me do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, sure. wouldn't we? But yeah, don't I uh, don't blame him. Anyways, um, you try to watch Barry Lyndon. Where were didn't we go this? well, but uh, anyways, this the film was shot on sixteen, which is fucking it's fucking sick. incredible. Some other notable films shot on sixteen. You ready for this? Yeah, Black Swan. Ooh, what? And if you think about how up close that movie is, it's how great. tight yeah. everything about, I think about it, it's a very the grainy. shallow depth of field in that movie, just like this, man. Uh, the Wrestler. Yeah. That one you can really you tell. Can, you definitely. Yep. Uh, the Hurt Locker. You Fuck can tell. yeah. Fuck yeah. And also Jackie. Nice. Also so, directed by Pablo Larin. Yeah. So have you seen Jackie? No. Okay. Oh, man. It's fucking uh, awful. Is that JFK? The show's not over, first of all. <laughs> is that about and, JFK's wife? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have not seen it either. <clears throat> have you? What? Dude, yes. I fucking love that movie. So it's Pablo Lorraine and like he did that. He did Emma and now Spencer. Like Oof. he likes, he likes female driven narratives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like we'll on... have look at something pretty for the movie. You'll be entertained. <laughs> yeah. But Jackie thoughts, dude, Jackie is one of the best. I love how, and he doesn't even call them biopics. He's like, this isn't a biopic. This is a story mm-hmm. using real characters. But I also love how this one opened with a fable of a based on a true story. Yes. Where it's like, oh, it, it gives you liberties to kind of go into her mind and maybe oh, play absolutely. around. Which is great. Also, Green Knight King Arthur was the chef, was he not? Yes. I, the only reason I, I could only tell because his voice was very distinctive. Yeah. Now yep. that you mentioned it, yep. Yep. 
lots of lots of great actors uh, across the board. But uh, back to Jackie, real quick. It is a fucking masterpiece of a film. The again, six, sixteen millimeter, fucking shot beautifully. Natalie Portman is incredible in that movie. Like honestly, man, I think this is probably my favorite uh, genre of like film, dude. Are movies like this, like fucking Jackie. Uh, uh, fuck. What are we talking about, Spencer? And then it, it, Phantom Thread. You know what I mean? Just like totally, like lovely fucking period pieces about that, mentally disturbed individuals. Yes, that isn't boring to shit like <laughs> Barry yeah. Lyndon is. Yeah, where it's like, no, there's like a metaphysical fucking yeah. n- narrative to it, where it's like you don't know what is what, and yeah. like it's yeah. That's there's very few movies with powdered wigs and poofy dresses that I will enjoy. Nope. But this, the favorite. Yes, that's what I was gonna yeah, bring up. Favorite yeah. is awesome. Favorite fucking slaps, dude. Shout out to the favorite. Uh, and it's this is just my vibe. This is my fucking vibe. If that's it's good one. if it's not a courtroom, it's this is my <laughs> shit. If it's dude. not the darkest moment of a person's life, yeah. <laughs> it if is, it's not true crime and someone's life being ruined either literally or physically or by the justice system or that or yeah, ba, ba, ba. Yep. or yeah, ba, ba, ba. um, go Cowboys. So hell yeah. So. Fuck you, Doom guy. <laughs> How about them fucking just, you eagles? Just invited to be flamed after saying that. Yeah. Yeah. How about how are your eagles doing? <laughs> Should I edit that up? Nope. <laughs> They're a bunch of shit dicks. Um, <laughs> Enjoy your team named after an animal. Uh, yeah, sports. Dumbass. Yeah, I, I love how people root for things they have no control over. They're like, "How we did that? How we beat Syria?" You're like, "We don't have control over that." <laughs> like, but uh. Really quick, but back to Claire Mathlon, who did, who was the cinematographer on this. Yeah, she said that she like there were certain times in the movie where she felt awkward how close she was to uh, Kristen Stewart. That's how tight those shots are. I felt she's awkward. like, yeah, she's in she's, her fucking yeah. face holding the camera, dude. Yeah, imagine too, like as an actress, like having to be like, oh, I'm gonna pretend to be somebody while somebody is has. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's the most unnatural thing. Yeah. But also that plays into the. The idea that Diana Spencer had always had someone watching her. That's a good point. Damn. That's sick. And Which d- makes Kristen Stewart perfect for this. She was so fucking perfect. Dude, my favorite part in this film is whenever they're talking about uh, Timothy Spall's character is like, oh, well, you know, they have those the, the, those lenses and they can see through your window. She's like, those lenses have become microscopic. I am the insect being dissected and my yeah, wings are being so plucked. Fucking good. I was like, oh, fucking shit, dude. That's where this movie, like, all of it just came to fruition for me. It was perfect. She's like wearing fucking like streetwear yeah. in this in this fucking like her fits be going off <laughs> in this beautiful kitchen with all this food around. She's fucking going ham, and then like this dude is watching. I was like, oh, this is she got them Nikes on with them thick puffy socks. Let's go, dude. dude athleisure baby, easy season six, bro. <laughs> in the nineties, Fuck, yeah, fucking princess Diane, fucking streetwear, princess vibes. flames, princess. Diane. Yeah. <laughs> Diana. Uh, <laughs> it's a hearty at the end. <laughs> Diana. <laughs> dude, I. Every, dude, great movie. Great fucking movie. I will say, like, thematically, like I said, I don't like things about royalty. I don't like the the British family. I don't it's like It's hard that. to relate the to. The monarchy, not a fan. Monarchy, the crown, Downton Abbey, none of that. All that shit's a fucking. <laughs> Downton Abbey's pretty good. It's fucking dude, Downton Abbey's great, but snoozy. I tried watching The Crown and Snoozy. Big snoozy, snoozy but I a, watched season one and was like, "It was all right." They had a season dedicated to Princess Diana, right? Yes. it's coming up, isn't it? No, I, I think out. it might have already happened. It's oh, already okay. out because okay. Kristen Stewart watched it to prepare for the role. Wow, She's yeah, like, because that was when a bunch of millennials and Gen Z took to Twitter and they were like, "Have you guys ever heard of Margaret Thatcher?" 
And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've heard of Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What happened? Uh, how she's like vehemently racist towards the Irish and everyone's glad she's dead. Oh, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, any it's all, that. it's a whole thing. I didn't know any of that. She was in. <sighs> yeah, she was in the Crown. She was a she's character portrayed. Yeah, she's dead as fuck. Oh, okay. Super dead. Long dead. I didn't know why you added the ass fuck. She's dead as fuck. <laughs> she's like I so. Hope someone fucking... says that about me one day. Like, how's Josh? Do? Oh no, he's dead as he's fuck. He's deader <laughs> than shit. He's so fucking dead. <laughs> if you ate him and shitted him out, he couldn't even be any more dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's the deadest person I know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh god Anyways. that makes me smile one day I'll be fucking dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys describe me like that yeah I hope you oh, launch my ragdoll body out of a cannon yeah. someday. Like, that would be so funny, like full physical humor. Like launch bonk. Just yeah. an old ass body. Literally bonk. <laughs> just bonk an the arm fuck out of my face off from the inertia. Yeah. Literally just like like bonk it into existence. Into like, the ocean. Yeah, just fucking it, the ocean. Don't just I wanna see like a Even little, the sharks are like, oh, this guy's old as shit. Like I want even my corpse to make people laugh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the only time I'll make people laugh. <laughs> Uh, hey. hey, hey, hey! That joke is an NFT on our Patreon. You Five shoot yourself one. in the face with a fucking clown nose on. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Wait, because wait. clowns." <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, the crown, boring shit, boring boo boo. Uh, yeah, what I was trying to say was thematically, I've never been into this type of stuff. The monarchy for what this movie is, it was one of my favorites in that genre. Like, Hell I yeah. liked, I really enjoyed how they, like he said. Earlier, we they went a little surreal with right. the, with the the, the, the metaphors and the eating the pearls and yeah, like the, dude, that, dude, that scene was incredible. The nightmare sequences implying like her struggles, her her bulimia too, all mm-hmm. that stuff. That they they kind of speaking of the nightmare sequences, dude. They of course, uh, Pablo Lorraine said, said that like this is heavily influenced by Barry Lyndon, but like I got shining vibes from that bathroom scene, dude. Yeah. Totally. Big time shining vibes, dude. The Absolutely. fucking craned camera, like going backwards as she realizes that the the two twins in the fucking hallway. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that was V shining. Or oh, and also like moments like where she would hallucinate her friend Maggie being with her again. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden she wasn't. Where right. she's like, oh fuck, like she's living in this nightmare. Yeah, I definitely got like this trapped. Yeah, uh, cabin fever type of human. Yeah, vibes. dude, the fu- yeah. that fucking estate was like the Overlook Hotel in a way. Exactly. Totally. Like, oh, you can't She's even stuck get, there. Can't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah, you can't get dressed. You can't go outside. You can't. Can't do this. open your fucking curtains. Ugh. Dude, I they, love. They chained them shut or whatever. Like, dude, and uh, another thing that makes the the sixteen millimeter so fucking perfect is that like the daylight shots and everything is so like blown out almost. Love it's that. like on the cusp of being blown out. That it like you just see that grain and it's just so fucking film, fucking dude. Dreary. Film shit, bro. I loved the the way they treated uh, the queen. Yeah. How she was just she was almost Barely like spoke. Yeah, almost like a fucking Marlon Brando Godfather type. Yeah, where you just you knew she was like the boss. It all using body language, yeah. contextual, like you know, it was all just. Matter of fact, there's, perfect. There's no like, oh, she's coming, anything like yeah. that. It was just like the the implied power was yeah, like, like no the lines needed between all of them. No Fuck lines yeah. needed. Yeah, just body language and fucking love that. Oh man, but Kristen very Stewart's choice dialogue. Let's just talk about in general. We've touched on it, but Kristen Stewart's <laughs> performance, man, dude. Her her arc from Twilight to oh, dude. As what an else actress? has she been in? I'm just kidding. Yeah. As an actress, man, she is fucking going for it, and Charlie's I love that. Angels. Like, like <laughs> t- she's. It took her a little longer to get there, but she has her own Robert Pattinson. Yeah, the trajectory. Arc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say they both have had their 
like they're they, they were they, shitted on, dude. Yeah, they're teeny bop shit that yeah. they that got them their bags at that time. Yeah, yeah. and then they're like, no, let me do some artsy shit, yeah. and they progressed. Yeah, no one's gonna make fun of Chloe Zhao for getting the bag, but like she got the bag for Twilight. Kristen Stewart did right. Gets oh, the bag yeah. for Twilight, and now is doing the shit that she wants to do. Yep, and she didn't once bite her lip and pull her hair behind her head and stress this this yeah the movie which i was like waiting for you know it was like that's kind of her thing and it's like that's but she man she there's been whispers oscar whispers for her for oh this. Wow. it's like oh no this dude she's she's right there you she's, it, so? she's dude, in it the she's scene where it. she goes to the kitchen and starts binging on all that shit my favorite scene i was like movie. dude she's killing it yeah she's my favorite right. scene in the movie and like the, the reaction to, dude so another cool aspect of this movie it's in like how they filmed it they didn't rehearse anything dude none of the dialogue is rehearsed so whenever she goes into the uh, the estate for the first time and, she, and sees Timothy Spall as like the butler that's controlling everything, that's the first time that she meets him. Oh, that's awesome! That's cool. And she's like, "Who are you?" You know what I mean? Like she has to react to like the her actual first time seeing this guy in person. Love that. This fucking long faced like fucking yeah, world's man. largest upper lip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, her performance, Princess Diana's former bodyguard Ken Wharf watched the film and said Stewart's performance out of all the people who've played diana over the past 10 years she's the closest to her she nailed the mannerisms wow fuck yeah yeah and which is funny because naomi watts in the biopic uh um in 2014 of princess diana naomi naomi watts played her and she looks the most like her for sure yeah. i haven't seen that she got a razzie for worst actress oof. Ooh. so that's a new naomi watts actually looks like princess diana a little bit and kristen stewart does though too i don't think kristen stewart does but the but hair and makeup were so on hair point. and makeup were, were on point True. and her mannerisms she acted her fucking ass off this is another thing that we, we've talked about before you don't have to look exactly like the person but if you nail their manner mannerisms and you nail their accent or whatever it is Dude, fucking Lucas Hedges as Shia LaBeouf. Yep. Looks literally nothing like Shia LaBeouf, but yep. you believe that that is Shia LaBeouf. The guy that played Elton John in Rockin' Man. Uh, oh, fuck. Where it's like, Egerton, Where it's Egerton. like you Terrence see Terrence. him and you're like, that doesn't work. And then you see the mannerisms and you're like, it's that better. Works. I would rather have <clears throat> the mannerisms be identical than the looks be identical. Yeah. It's... Uh, We've said it many times. It's great. Yeah. But Kristen she fucking nailed, nailed it. it. She did. Yeah. She fucking nailed and, um, so she, it. And so she worked on her accent for six months, which is crazy. Um, That's awesome, dude. And the chef also, the security guard and the chef both said um, her accent was spotted on and her performance was incredible. Um, but yeah, she, she fucking, she nailed it. And I, I liked how she described, too, the, the role. So she was talking about how it was kind of haunting in general. Like, she would be so close to you know, watching footage, watching interviews, watching portrayals of her. Like there was times where she would forget that uh, Princess Diana had passed away. She would like be like, oh, fuck. She's like, it was like in a weird way how she's like living it. Yeah. yeah. Like she's, she went on such a deep dive for it. Like she would kind of forget that. Like she would like mourn halfway through the shooting. She would Damn. be like, fuck. I Just can't get believe super she's somber. Like, yeah, yeah, and she was actually so nervous to play the role. She got locked jaw for like two weeks before. Like she was grinding her shirt. Oh my like, god! Her, her jaw was like fucking locked shut. And then the moment it like unlocked was the first day of filming. She came down the stairs in a dress, and like she kind of felt like she personified her in that moment. Like after all the training, at the wow. first day of shooting, she said it was like this weird surreal moment where she was like, 
like aligned with her and she was like okay i'm channeling her in this like she kind of came embodied not, her in that yeah way. she said she's like she's not like believe in ghosts or anything but she was like i was princess I, diana ghost was, was inside me yeah yeah she was like I'm she was not. the ghost inside yeah <laughs> yeah there's a patrick swayze situation happening there but she came down the stairs and said she was no longer nervous she was like okay i can do this like, that's fucking know, awesome that's 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 awesome and for kristen stewart to have such a vulnerable role like this and like the fact that she's so perfect in that she herself has been spotted by the paparazzi, like hounded by the paparazzi totally. for fucking decades at this point, dude, it feels like. And especially whenever Twilight was like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, that was like the new Harry Potter. She couldn't do anything without getting photographed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, ha- she knows exactly what it's like to have all those paparazzi constantly fucking hounding her, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's weird how perfect the casting is. And re- like if before I watched this, I was like, Kristen Stewart is Diane. I don't know. But in retrospect, it's like borderline perfect. No, yeah. she was. Yeah, exactly. This is like a once in a lifetime performance, man. And I, I, yeah. I think she absolutely killed it. Like we were talking about her career up until this point. Like, of course, the Twilight series. But, like, dude, even a movie that we didn't like, really, was it Underwater? It was. I found it, it was, enjoyable. It was fun. It, she was great. She was. If yes. it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have liked that movie. But her True. performance yeah. was dope. Yeah, she She's good. She's yeah. a good actress. Great she's actress. Great, great actress. Um, I would say the screenwriter of Spencer, Stephen Knight, gave an interview where he revealed the character of Maggie was based on a real person. That's like, fucking awesome. And um, he spoke to the person who worked in the staff. They requested that they stay anonymous. Wow. It's kind of sweet. Yeah, it is kind of sweet. And I th- I was thinking the, the entire time, like, Maggie is is us, like the people that like loved Princess Diana back then, or like now I can say that, like but the like people rooting the for the general her. public, yes. that yeah. yeah, totally the general public, yeah. And even they're talking about like the staff. It's like no one laughs at you. The fucking the the fucking scene with the chef, dude. dude. Come on, yeah. But he's like, none of us are laughing at you. We laugh at them. I love their relationship, by the way. Like dude. it was very like professional yet affectionate yeah you know what i mean it was oh, great yeah. she, like one of the few people in that entire monarchy that she trusts yeah she doesn't trust her fucking husband dude no it's this it's the chef and her fucking her dress her husband's person. kind of like the ultimate fuck boy yeah for he's sure. just fucking dick yeah i loved it after like that heartwarming conversation they had like that heart to heart in the kitchen like at the end of it she's like do you have some bolt cutters yeah it's <laughs> like what <laughs> like cut to her like breaking into her old childhood home or so dude that part by the way where she nipped herself that was like jarring yeah that, that was, was black so swan-esque dude yeah black that. swan-esque you did not see it coming and no. you can't look away because you didn't see it and coming. the sound design yeah, was just, perfect there was went, no was even thinking about yeah, it just, i love the sound design because there was no stinger there was no like you, you're gonna feel this well, nothing no it's just up just Love that. And if you missed it, if you looked away, then you're fucking. It was fault. super. Like, oh, she pop a pimple on her arm. Oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And then the it. What well, that's another thing that they touched on really well was there was a lot of self harm and like the eating disorder too. Yeah, it was chronicled like later in her life apparently, and they they touch on it a little bit. Yeah. And I think the way they did it was some people were angry about it, but I was like, I think they did it pretty well where it's like, this person is, it's not their fault. They're a victim. Yeah. They were, they were forced to make, they were right. in the public eye so much. They, she, They're just pushed into the spotlight of the world. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I don't think, I don't, you know, tread, it's a weird thing. Cause it's like treading that and just dis- displaying it is 
can be done respectfully and not. And I think they kind of did it well to kind of show like in a way that it wasn't her fault. It was, this is, it's not like she, it was shown as a weakness, like, Oh, like dis- disrespectful. She it can't was, handle it. It was yeah. like, it was mental anguish. It was yeah. meant yeah. to show how she suffered. She was a victim. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, and of course I, I hear fucking three heads out there. But like, she was royalty. What are you talking about? But yeah. like, you don't know what the fuck you have to deal with under that yeah. scrutiny that she had to deal with. I couldn't with. imagine that shit. It doesn't invalidate the problem she had. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's it's like, yeah, like, okay, yeah. You're she, crying over there? You're the fucking princess of Wales. Yeah, I'm a princess, yeah. dick. Born, born into a life, like, <laughs> like essentially a prisoner. Put that with, on the t-shirt. I'm a princess, dick. Dick. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, it's, that's pretty much that, but... Um, I want to say a cool little fact. The candlelight family game night scene was constructed but not completely scripted. So Stewart and co-stars Jack Nalene and Freddie Spry were given the freedom to improvise and the entire scene is improv. That is fucking awesome. And, and that, that scene is so well done. And I got that vibe and I was like, oh, they're just playing. And I was like, I was like, oh shit, it was imp- improvised. That's like, so fucking the awesome. The whole game, yeah. It was fun. The kids were actually really good. Yes. Rare because it's not child acting. It's just child. Yeah, just being kids. By the way, the writer Stephen Knight was the writer of Locke. Locke, that uh, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy movie mm-hmm. where it takes place in the car. It's just a road trip with phone calls. Very good I've movie. Seen that. Check it out. Also, he wrote Eastern Promises. Yeah, girl in the with sp- my boy Vigo, dude. Yeah, villain face Europe man. Nope. No, that's, that's Mads Mikkelsen. That's Mads Mikkelsen. You always mix them specifically up. But do they not both have villain face European man face? Vigo villain face western man <laughs> okay mm. but those uh those movies are good he did uh he wrote girl in the spider's web Ooh, the, fuck yeah and also the claire foy one the is that the Most sequel to the american remake yeah. yes the girl who kicked the hornet's nest sequel dragon tattoo sequel isn't never mind i thought it was like one two three don't know girl no. in the spider's web he did okay that. cool <laughs> right <laughs> say that uh, and then he wrote some episodes of Peaky Blinders too. Peaky was, Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Um, really, really quick though, uh, the music, fire, fucking jazz, dude. Dude, it. You give me some tense jazz. Here's dude. the thing: it fit thematically because that noir jazz style is so often used with those noir movies where they're devolving into their madness. Yeah. So it fit fucking perfectly shouts to that. johnny Incredible. greenwood of radiohead fame yeah shout out to jazz where it's not just about the notes you play but the notes you don't play you oh. see the th- these cats don't get it <laughs> <laughs> arguably we're all playing jazz right now it's true oh shit every moment you're not saying anything you are a jazz legend <laughs> <laughs> you are jazz uh johnny greenwood also uh composed some of the other films that we really enjoy well emma obviously oh nice dude i want i we did a whole episode on Emma, but I just want to say that was one of my favorite things of this year. And, you know, same director here, but what? Arguably. Arguably. Could one of my you argue movies. it? It is though. arguable. And and I want to, that makes me, brings me to like one of my points I wrote down where there was that, there was sort of a montage in the middle of the movie of her dancing. Oh, oh yeah. And God. I was just like, this is my shit, dude. It's it, like highbrow Emma. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. was like, this is giving me such Emma vibe. Her, the way she was like, oh my God. She dude. nailed it. It was yeah. like loosely remembered ballet from her childhood. Yeah. Like, dude, fucking it. Loved touched it touched on her childhood ballet <sighs> dancing class, like history, which is like a part of Princess Diana's 
like history that not a lot of people know, but also the '90s moves, man. Yeah, these were yeah. retro moves, you know. Dude. It had that white people dancing where she's like, yeah, but she was in the sneakers, <laughs> the dance. Nikes, bro. <laughs> Dude, killing it! Fucking so good. I love give every me, minute of that. Give me dancing, give me cinematography, and you've got a and fucking force. It's four three for me. <laughs> yeah, right dude, off the bat, for sure. Automatic uh, helps if she's female. Great actress. <laughs> Great actress. <laughs> I prefer my sexual partners to be female, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah. I prefer female dancing choreography. It's fun to watch. Man. It's great. Shout out Man. Emma. And honestly, shouts to uh, to Sally Hawkins as like we were talking about. She's like the the Maggie, the the one that she was great, embodying yes. all of us, like just simping hard for Princess yeah. Diana. Just yeah. please be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, just as a good friend and like mm-hmm. so integral, and like y- you see it even the first time, like they, they have a really good conversation. But like, whenever she doesn't show up the next day, and how heartbroken she is, yeah, she's like, "Where is Maggie? Like, I want Maggie. Tell them I want Maggie." Like that's so just fucking like a awesome. human experience. I loved how she talked to one guard and was like, she just went. Yes, ma'am. And she started to mime it back. Like, yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm doing And like immediately cut her off. Like, no, where's Maggie? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're a fucking robot. Where's the Happy human? Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Happy Christmas, ma'am. Hope you're having a great. Where's Maggie? So good. Oh, I love that. Where it's so just like, good. She's stuck in like a simulation nightmare she can't get out of. Yeah. It also shows how like the queen herself is truly the only one with power there mm. because like it's. And Prince Charles, too. Like, he's the one yeah, that's sort of like. That's or, true. He's keeping her. Locked in the prison, dude. Yeah, in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say an uh, interesting fact about this movie: they could not get any British funding because of mm. like, yeah, they yeah. want nothing. Yeah. To do with they it. want nothing to do with this. They couldn't even get British actors, really. Wow, because of like unions and shit. Jesus, like, it's mostly German. They're like funded. they'll fucking kill us. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly German-funded movie. Wow. Yeah, like I have to live here, you dicks. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I thought that was interesting where it's like the the ties of the royal family and like hierarchy of this whole thing goes so deep into their culture. Well, there's cons- mm. there's it's old conspiracy shit, but conspiracies that like the queen is the one who initiated the she's basically responsible for Diana's death. It's like there's a whole yeah. big conspiracy of that. So Yeah. Dude, I I just love that like Princess Diana like the only way she can actually like fucking fight the power is like I'm wearing this dress at a different time you know like yeah. fuck you and they're like you asshole that's a yeah. boxing day dress yeah, yeah. seriously I, I I love that because it's like her only way of actually rebelling against the, the monarchy is like just doing shit like that or like I'm gonna show up after the queen fuck you you know yeah. and dude and like the impact it, it's so silly to think about like so a giant pinnacle fil- uh, scene in this film is her being late for dinner yeah. yeah, being late for dinner is a gigantic p- plot point of this movie. Yeah, and she's just like, "What are you gonna do? Fire me?" Yeah, from I'm a f- princess, yeah. dick. Yeah, I'm, are you gonna fire me from the family? What yeah, do you mean? yeah. And they're just like, just be, just fall in line. Like one car ride later, but like, dude, even the fucking emotional impact of like. Her in the dress, she's like, okay, I only, I only need a, a minute to get dressed. And then cut to her leaning over a fucking toilet with the dress on. Knock, Dude. knock, knock. Ma'am, dessert is ready. It's like, oh, fuck, she missed the whole thing, dude. That shot, by the way. Oh, that shot is fucking fuck. good. But that's one of the best posters of all time. Agreed, agreed. That's so hard. So fucking hard. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure that's implying she missed dinner. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, that's dessert. It's after dinner. I'm aware of that. Thank you. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think she went to 
puke it up after, and then they were knocking on the door saying desserts ready. Ah, uh, oh. oh, she was hugging the toilet. She was purging at that moment. Yeah. The oh, dinner. Okay, all right, fair enough. Hmm. Five head shit. Go to film school, guys. Okay. <laughs> I learned about the British royalty in film school. I like how you're like, yeah, this idiot doesn't know that dessert comes after dinner. <laughs> Everyone like, knows that. Like, actually, dude, I think they were implying she was puking up her dinner, but whatever. Fair enough. Okay. You could argue that. It's arguable. Arguable. Uh, anything else on. Spe- oh, can I talk about the one complaint I have with this movie? And Go for it. And it's the very end. What? Okay, go ahead. So I think it ends pretty much perfectly. She gets her kids and says, I'm taking them. We're going to McDonald's. You know, I wish they went to McDonald's. So they went True. to KFC, but yeah. whatever. Um, that they, product placement is yeah. big for it, you know. They're, they're, you know. they're running. They get in the car. They drive. The best <laughs> shot in the movie is the car driving away. And it's, the car is, it's following the car. And it pans over to the scarecrow with the coat on it that she hung up on there. Oh. Should have ended right there. Uh, that, that would have been black. a strong ending that because strong. the rest was already implied right. to me. I knew they were going to go get. Fast well, I would have been wondering what they got. I, I I I knew it because like somebody she said somewhere I, mean, in I the love movie, fast food I yeah. love Phantom of the Opera yeah she said at some point I want to go do this and fast food and blah, blah blah and I was like okay I know exactly what they're gonna do and. I didn't need the spoon feed of look at them happily going and escaping the thing. They're getting KFC. And then and then she just looks over some water and then it cuts to black. And I was like, nah, 10 minutes earlier, you had me, man. Or five minutes earlier. Where it was Not just even. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it was just like. That I didn't perfect need, shot. I the dress on the scarecrow would have been an I, awesome final shot. Yeah. It, dude, it, I want to say they even probably played around with it where they put that at the very end. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. But they just just wanted to show, I guess, her driving in a car happily with her family. But I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It just didn't... Just like and it also things. has a dark undertone because that's how she dies is yes. in a car. You yeah, know? I uh, also, like, it was a different ending than I expected, and I enjoyed it, definitely. Like, it was a happy ending, and I loved that. Yeah. But I, the whole movie, I was like, I wonder if they're going to end it with her getting in that car. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. glad they didn't touch on yeah. that. No, 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 no. It would have been probably in poor taste. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, you don't need to do that. What's up? Wrong people. Oh, fuck. fucking shit. All right. So, we all enjoyed it. Yeah. For the uh, folks at home, what's wrong people? Wrong people is a collection of Rotten Tomatoes critics who are wrong. They didn't enjoy this film. And here they are. Therefore, they're incorrect. Yes. Incorrect That's how wrong. opinions work, by the way. Right. If you don't agree with us, you're incorrect. It's actually, you're wrong. Right. It's we factual. are objective, not yep. subjective. Exactly. Yes. Nathaniel Rogers of The Film Experience says... You can only experience film. Spencer is a self-absorbed and monotonous... Uh, is self-absorbed and monotonous like a parody of a great film rather than the real deal. Of what film? An art film. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, I... I think he just described himself pretty well when saying self-absorbed and... Get fucking destroyed. (laughs) Like, dude, who cares about... Fuck fuck you. (laughs) Idiot. Uh, Jason Fraley of WTOP in Washington, D.C. WTOP. It's like a... They're radio call letters. There's there's radio still, first of all? (laughs) Dude, for... As we do with the new format of radio. (laughs) Us, we're like podcasting. Who just radio. listens to audio reviews? Fucking idiots. Yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Meanwhile, this guy's up in Seattle shouting into the void, broadcasting radio waves that are going to outlive humanity. Probably on AM radio. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Fraley says, The tone recalls his previous film, Jackie, which I consider to be a masterpiece at the time. 
but how many tales do we need of famous women plunging into insanity, especially told to the same male gaze? All women are the same. Don't you get that? <laughs> why, why, why? Do you see, think this ahead. is hilarious? Because if it was a bunch of movies about males, the gender wouldn't even be involved in his review. Right, right. So what are you talking about, dude, with your male gaze? <laughs> Fucking dummy. How is this ta- told through a male gaze? Exactly? It's entirely through her perspective. I mean, there's undertones of the male gaze with photographers and stuff like that, yeah. But, but the mention of them. But, but yeah, but it's like, and yet, her being objectified, for sure, there is a little bit of that. But is it, is this a rehash of Jackie? No. Is Mm-mm. this, uh, dude, yeah, just keep broadcasting your opinions to the radio in Seattle. <laughs> Have fun having the planet of Pluto hear that comment in the next 60 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Llewellyn Reed says, of Film Fest Today, by the way. Film Fest Today, cool. Film Film Festival Today. Can Mm. I, before you even go on, can I just guess what he said? Go ahead. I had a bad day, therefore this movie was not good. (laughs) Sigh. Spelled the word sigh. So first of all, when you spell it out, that's, it doesn't make the noise you think it's making. It's actually sigh. Yeah. Like, he's trying to illustrate... <sighs> did you put asterisks around the sigh? Nope. Like you were in a Is fucking a 2008 bubble? chat room on AIM? <laughs> there you go, sigh hugs. Sigh, what a waste of talent. Everyone deserves better. What? Uh, cut to Kristen Stewart getting an Oscar. Dude. Dude can't wait. Who is she up. talking to with her review? What is... Christopher Llewellyn Reed. Bro, I can't wait to put that review side by side of the Oscar nomination list Let's when go. it's get released. Let's go. When it, when it gets released. Wrong people. Whatever Frances McDormand does, yeah. she's going to get nominated. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And finally. She's going to go up there and be weird and howl at the <laughs> fucking moon. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, cut the mic, cut the mic, cut the fucking mic, cut the fucking mic and the music. She's like, I have the power now. It's the first time in Oscar history they're like, turn the music back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shouts to uh, our next wrong person, Jordan Ryumi. Jordan Ryumi. Hate your name. Of worldofreal.com. Is real spelled R-E-E-L? Yes. Of course. It's a film website. Why you wouldn't it funny? be you know why R-E-E-L? He has you know why he has that? Because real world was taken. Ah. Nice. Uh, just fucking dissected him. As a <laughs> yeah. I just, just like I, an insect. <laughs> I just fucking decimated him. World of he real. He was like, he's right. <laughs> he says, it's all pure fantasy porn. Absolutely defiant of reality with no subtlety whatsoever. Hmm. I think it was pretty subtly done and tastefully done. Does he watch live streams of a raining road? Is that what he thinks subtlety is? What is subtlety to him? Did he want to see... He's like, oh, they didn't even mention the car crash real subtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is, what is yeah, he talking She didn't die in the movie. They're not going to be like, hey, don't you die later in your life? Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. This is the end of wrong people, right? That's the end of wrong Thank people. You. Thank Fucking God. shit. AKA raise my blood pressure. AKA take years off my life. <laughs> I'm ready for the reverse wrong people where we hate a movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and someone like, is like, holy this shit, dies. Ryan Reynolds was great in this. <laughs> yeah. We should do wrong people for the movie old to read good reviews on that. I have nothing to say about that. I have plenty to say about that dog shit movie. Anyways. That's a movie that came out last year. Or this year. Do we have some business ideas for you, Alex? Um, I have a couple business ideas. Wait a second, Alex. Is this, okay, okay, okay. Do we got to do DMT first? <laughs> I'm running Oh, again. shit. Just, we got, no, just do whatever. Do business ideas? 
Let's do business. Well, I have a discussion idea as well. Okay. Wait a second. We got to do. Let's do this the proper way. All right. Ready? Yep. Is it cinema with Marty Scorsese? Is it cinema with Marty Scorsese? Is the question that we have for us. Is, is the movie Spencer here? I'll fill this with words because that's all you have to do yeah. for this until it gets to the stinger. So you have to like, you're, I always feel you just like feeling it. Like, do we have to figure out what is this? What's our opinion? Just reading an encyclopedia. Basically like, well, that's the second part. Okay. Boys, is this cinema? We'll go me, then Chris, then Alex. All right. Is it cinema? Josh? I'm going to say absolutely 100% cinema. This is 100% Chris. cinema. Marty Scorsese would approve. 100%. Yes. All right. All right. Quick. <laughs> it's cinema. <laughs> Quick. But does this film belong in 4-3? The overall perfect aspect ratio for the visual listeners or for the folks. 4-3 is dedicated to only the finest movies to ever exist. Of course. Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's Parent Trap. Of course. Does this film belong in 4-3? Reverse order. Alex. Yeah. Chris. For me, I'm going to say I have a sensibility to this genre in general. And while I enjoyed it, while technically it is a 90s movie in that aspect ratio and aesthetically would be a 4-3 movie, I'm going to say no, it's not 4-3 for me. Not 4-3. <laughs> Not 4-3. Was it good? Yes. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I run to recommend it at every waking moment? Mm. Like the show Devs? No, I would not. Interesting. All right, Chris, that's interesting. I will fucking kill you. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Josh, what's your opinion? Oh, it was definitely 4-3 for me, but All right. it doesn't matter because it's not 4-3 for us. Exactly. All right. Get wrecked. <laughs> I took it down, and that's democracy, folks. <laughs> that's all right. That's why. That's totally all right. Fine. So, well, democracy next? would be it shut would up. be four three because that we would be the majority. Shut up. We don't want to just throw. <laughs> you're thinking of a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, me, me telling you're like, well, democracies. I'm like, shut up. That shut the, up, nerd. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. It goes against my narrative. No. um... <laughs> We can't just be throwing four three willy nilly around. True. You know I mean, we can't just label can't just everything. We're racking for... them up over here. Yeah. True. Yeah. You got to be a little more tasteful. Yeah. Got to be a little more choosy. So you're saying I'm tasteful? Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, you're wrong. I mean, as a whole, I us could add together. you very quickly to the wrong person list. Oh, uh, uh, that's interesting. It is my list. Anyways, um, what's the DMT for for the folks at home, Spencer? The DMT is the dumb movie title for the movie Spencer. We're gonna take the title and make it dumb. Josh. Um, I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And that's it. Uh, Lady Bye. Nice. Say Lady Die. You get it? Because yeah. it rhymes. Uh, and We Will Never Be Royals, Royals. All right. A bit of a deep cut to that one. Lord. Yeah, it's a Lord song. Alex? Crash. Alex? That's all I have. Crash? Yeah. That's fucked. Okay. Um, Spencer, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, I nail it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, the crown down bad. Crown uh, down bad. Uh, we got down bad Abby. <laughs> nice. And Brexit the movie. Congratulations, guys. What about the Thomas Crown affair? 
That's just the name of a movie. It's a different movie. Mm. It's just Pierce Brosnan in one of his mm. finest roles. In <laughs> one of his finest roles of all I time. I actually love that movie. The heist scene in that movie fucking Fire. slaps. Business ideas. You ready? Which which DMT did we like? Just so I don't have to. Oh, uh, I liked one of yours, Chris. I like Down Bad Abbey. Down Bad Abbey. I like Spencer Barely Knower. Ah, oh, that's me. Yeah. I, I make that joke. Every <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like the joke you make every single week. Business idea. All right, boys. Josh, you have a business idea for us? Let's go. Let's get it. I have a daytime talk show oh, surrounding fuck. the topics of death and our own mortality hosted by Maury Povich. It's called Memento Maury. That's great. <laughs> Pretty good. That's a business idea. That is an S-tier business idea, if I say it so myself. Coined right here on the podcast live. Memento Mori. It is also an NFT, which costs $5 million. <laughs> Starting bid. Um, Alex, you have some business ideas for yes, us? Yes, I have a courtroom drama about a lawyer with narcolepsy. It's called I Rest My Case. <laughs> um, I have a succession-style drama about a polygamous family of chefs that are also cuckolds with each other. It's called Too Many Cucks. <laughs> Uh, v for Vin Diesel. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a reality show where you have to convince Vin Diesel that your political ideology is the best to use out of an opposing one. Otherwise, a train full of people will explode. <laughs> um, shout out to family. Shout out family. Shout out family. Uh, diamond in the rough. You have to sneak diamonds into a dog and get them through an airport. <laughs> um... Serial killer. Convicted murderers are given a chance at freedom if they can finish a box of bran flakes with no milk. Um, I've also got a superhero called Hellman. He's a mayonnaise-themed superhero. (laughs) Nice. Um, The Big Denang Theory. This is uh, Sheldon from Big Bang Theory has to fight in the Vietnam War. Nice. And uh, I said this in uh, Discord, but Tokyo Gabagool. And that's all. All right. That's great. I'm literally just thinking about a, f- a lawyer falling asleep while he's <laughs> <laughs> like Mikey. closing arguments. Yeah. Like, Sir, oh. fuck. Yeah. Should we play box office? Yeah, let's do box office. Um, so for the folks at home, box office, we're going to guess how much the movie cost to make and maybe how much it made. Josh? Oh. Uh, take us off. How much did it cost to make? How much did the movie Spencer cost to make? Shit. Uh, six. No shit. $8 million. Damn. How much is a palace? $8 million. Not bad. Okay. I'll go $13 million. Okay. You said eight. You said 13. Yes. Eight's a good guess. Um, what about 13? Is 13 a good guess? Nah, but I'm going to go over <laughs> for the for the meme, for the commit to the bit. $15 million to make Spencer. Alexa, how much did the movie Spencer cost to make? Here's something I found on the web. According to Ignite.com, the film stars Sam Worthington and Octavia Spencer. Nope. And cost no. Alexa, stop. You found it faster than she said it. The movie cost $20 million to make. Damn. Nice. Making me the victim. <laughs> Leaving wow. me the victim. <laughs> Easy. Okay, let's go. Okay. Need to bump that. Okay, let's go. Bump it up just a little bit. There you go. Yeah. All right, so. Okay, let's go. Should we. Oh, it's still in theaters. Let's not guess box office. Nah. nah. What we do need to do, though. Oh, shit. Actor game for Kristen Stewart. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go. Fuck him. Let's out. fucking go. Let's, let's fucking go. Let's Ready? Let's get it, baby. Chris, you won, so uh, why don't you do it? Twilight. Spencer. Underwater. Charlie's Angels. Oh, that was that was shit. 
Alvin and the Chipmunks? No, what the You're fuck? You're out as fuck. The fuck are you talking? There's always a chance that someone is in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not, it's arguable, I guess. It's fair enough. Um, you Kristen can argue Stewart. that. The Squeakle. Oh, fuck. What's the name of that fucking movie? God damn it. Ah! <sighs> lesbian Christmas. I forgot the name of that fucking lesbian movie. Lesbian Christmas. <laughs> it's a Hulu lesbian Christmas you're movie. You're out. God damn it. Panic Room. Ah, uh, you bitch. I am the victor of the Christmas Stewart actress panic room, eh? Yep. She's mm. great. What do you think of that? You saw that movie, right? It was fine. You always quote... What's that quote you always say from the movie Panic Room? Where they're like, oh my god, the room is gonna panic. God, yeah. The room is gonna panic. Yeah, such well, such it's a, a panic scene. room, so... Such a good scene. Thank you for listening to There Are Too Many Movies. Support your local on the internet podcast if you want to. We would appreciate it. Shout out to the Blood Rally. Shout out to Discord. Talk to us at any time of the day if the, in the Discord. Yeah. Just come hang out with some fucking cursed cinephiles. True. In the, in the Discord. Um, I don't know. Share us with a friend. Know, give us money. What a, say some shit. I don't know. Fucking Just share an episode with your friend. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Recommend us to your local cinephile. Anytime your friend's like, hey, I watched this movie recently, just send them the episode link Boom. for that movie. Easy. Okay, let's go. B. Later, Toads. Mm. Is mm your new sign-off? Yep. <laughs>